to Travolting. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering the boy in the plastic bubble. Enjoy the episode. So, <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of Travolting. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, as always, my name is Jeff Sweeney. And I'm Stuart Elmore. Thank you all for joining us here for our third episode, which I have already said. I am very tired. Why are you tired, Jeff? It has been a crazy week. You know, a lot has changed since we recorded the first two episodes, which you folks are listening to one month in the future from now. Yeah. Uh, in our first episode, we talked about uh, the promise of this being a Biden-era podcast. There was, in fact, an inauguration, and uh, we were making good on that promise. Indeed. Uh, I also said that uh, we were unemployed filmmakers, and now I am a employed filmmaker. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, fun stuff. You probably don't care. You're just here to listen to us talk about the most exciting movie ever made. The, the Boy, Boy in the, in the Plastic, plastic Bubble. bubble. <laughs> it is uh, Travolta's first starring role amazing for our start uh we're picking up about a year after the devil's reign and carrie is mm-hmm. that correct yep yep i don't know when uh devil's reign came out and carrie came out within 1975 but yeah this is the year after so so we're coming off of uh his years with welcome back hotter the uh, television show we are not covering we are not going to be covering <laughs> that we are not covering sorry folks um yeah, and we're checking in on The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, a 1977, seven, yeah, 76 film. It was released on ABC. It's a television film, November 12th, 1976, and is directed by Randall Kleiser. Randall Kleiser. Who I did not know directed Grease. Yes. So this is a touchstone film, not just for... It's a touchstone for most of Travolta's career in certain ways. You might say he was like, you know, greasing up the wheel for John Travolta to get rolling. You know, he wanted to keep him preserved in this like little plastic bubble before really throwing him into the Saturday Night Fever, man, you know? How are we going to record 66 episodes of this show? I'm going to make a pun for every one. Every single one. So uh, people have deleted us from their podcast threads at this point. We have like two listeners, but hey, to those two listeners, we love you. Hi, mom. Hi, Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Baker is listening to this. Hi, Baker. Um, Uh, But yeah, yeah. this is coming after this 1975 run with Devil's Reign, Welcome Back, Cotter and Carrie. And so now this is sort of picking up speed to when he is getting some recognition becoming becoming a movie star becoming a movie star this is his first starring role and before we get into the plot jeff like how'd you feel like he did with his first starring role it it is uh it's the beginning it's the it's it's a little rough it's a little rough it's a little rough Um, (laughs) oddly enough though did not hate the movie i I actually thought it was kind of charming i didn't hate the movie either and honestly I think it was because the storyline actually made a little bit of sense to me. But at any rate, um, sorry, I'm just adjusting some levels here. I'll cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but his acting, you know, he goes from this to Saturday Night Fever. And let me just tell you, we're going to talk about Saturday Night Fever in another episode. But when we're just comparing the acting, it's very 
it is, it is a wide chasm he jumps yeah from this to saturday night fever yes um i mean he doesn't have that much we'll get we'll get into the movie yeah but uh he he is literally separated by a wall of plastic from any of his co-stars for most of this movie yeah and we're gonna get into the psychological you know struggles of somebody be, not being touched by another human for what 16 this years these six um, the character is 16 years old right i'm gonna put out a hot take yeah um, this is the most prescient movie about 2020 i've ever seen <laughs> oh wait till we get there we need to get we need to get there okay it so, is a movie about how one man is so committed um uh he is willing to break quarantine and potentially die of an infectious disease just to get laid just to get laid this is a movie we are covering uh the boy in the plastic bubble yeah 1976 directed by randall kleiser yes so jeff shall we bring him back the old bits yes the old bits from one week ago shall we get started on talking through the plot of this movie jeff yes let's get started on it so first things first is how quick it starts oh yeah this this movie just goes uh additionally this movie is available on both youtube for free um and amazon prime for free it's on the public domain it is part of the public domain so you can watch it anywhere. You can How make, is it in the public You can domain? make fan edits of this movie if you wish um, and cannot be legally charged. I didn't public think domain. about that. But yeah, uh, this movie's out there. If you're listening to this episode, um, having not seen the movie, we're not going to tell you you have to watch the movie, uh, but I would recommend watching this movie and future movies. I would recommend this under Carrie but over Devil's Reign. Yes, I would. Uh, no, it, Devil's Reign rules. But uh, so I would recommend <laughs> um, watching this movie if you have 90 minutes to kill one afternoon. It's pretty short. It's fun. It's a nice little throwback. It has a wild cameo in it, which, uh, you know, let's get into. Um, yeah. Because the movie, as you said, just starts. Um, it really just to start because the first 30 seconds, it's like, well, the test results are in. You are pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's... Um, a couple played by Debbie Highland and Diana Highland, my bad, and Robert Reed. Yep. Who are just hanging out in their front uh, lawn. And a doctor comes to their house, uh, walks up to them, and is like, You got the test results back. You're pregnant. Uh, <laughs> it's just, this it's is like very, not even 30 seconds. Very strange place to uh, re- receive that information. They're birthing into a new era. Yes. Um, and. They're sitting there and they start discussing their trepidations about having this child. Yeah. Because apparently they've had they've tried to go for three before. Yeah. The first one was born had a um, was born without an immunity. Yeah, that's been a reoccurring issue with their yeah. kids. It two, seems like two of them didn't make it to birth. Yeah. They were either stillborn or miscarried. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one made it out, but died shortly after because. He was born without an immunity to anything, yeah. got a disease, and could not fight it. Yeah. Um, so the so yeah, they get this information. They're talking about if they want to go through with having this kid. Yeah, they're kind of struggling through it right now. Because if they have it, there's a possibility he could be sick too and die, and they would lose another. Yeah. But do they want to give up on their dream of having a family? I am very uncultured, and I apologize to the majority of our audience, but Jeff, is this before or after Roe v. Wade? Because if they wanted to get an abortion, like... Would that even be been like possible for them? I wonder. And uh, obviously, would not have been portrayed on film. No way. Uh, so yeah, this this is this will be after Roe v. Wade, and I am under the impression abortion was legal prior to Roe v. Wade, and the challenge yep. was 
getting rid of it. Yeah. So, uh, thankfully, it's after that course. But yeah. also, thankfully for them, they choose not to go through with it. Otherwise, yeah. we would not have this movie. Right. The, it would uh, just be the plastic bubble. Yeah. So, at, at, at that point, then, we are then transported to a hospital scene, assumably nine months in the future, where she is going to be delivering her baby. Yeah. Well, we got to go through the credits first. Oh, okay. We got to go through the credits. This Let's is, go through the this credits. This is extremely important. Let's go through the credits. Because you're just watching this ABC television movie, and the credits, and it's like, yeah, John Travolta, Stas Todd, Glenn O'Connor, Robert Reed, Diana Highland. And then it says... A very special appearance by Bu- former astronaut Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin's in this movie. <laughs> he the, uh, the star of Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, would you call it? Would you say he made like a rough landing into this film? <laughs> yes. That was when I was like, "This movie's going to be much more interesting." Because I did. I kind of wrote this off. It was a small step for Buzz's career. You know, it oh took God, large. You need to stop. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> one follower lost. <laughs> uh, everyone has deleted the episode. Yes. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, Buzz Aldrin. Um, the second I saw he was in this movie, that sounds like this is going to be a lot more interesting than I'm giving it credit for. And I kind of, I kind of got a little more zoned in on that one. It's actually a pretty decent scene. If I don't, it, it is a, good, it's a good scene he appears in. Yeah. But um. Yeah, the, the, that appeared in the credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, we cut to a hospital. And we go to the hospital. Where the doctor is assuring the father in a... Like, there's like 20 people, students, watching this birth happen. Yeah, It's kind I of an uncomfortable down. position. I wrote that down, honest. too. It's like a Grey's Anatomy episode when they're all in the gallery watching this happen. And I just can't help but, like, she's giving birth, folks. Like, yeah. can and the, we clear... And the, the... the dad eventually asks, can everyone leave? And they do, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. But um, the doctor is like, don't worry. Um, what is the doctor's name? Oh, he's, 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 an he's a reoccurring character. character. Yeah. Um, uh, Dr. Gunther. Doctor, yep, Ralph Bell, Bellamy? Bellamy? I don't know. Yeah, as Dr. Gunther. We'll call him Bo- Old Ralph. Um, old Ralph. But Old um, Ralph says one of my favorite lines in this entire movie. He goes over the talkback mic into the actual operating room and says, Begin the cesarean. (laughs) (laughs) In the most robotic, like, doctor voice I've ever heard, just like, begin the cesarean. (laughs) And and they're like, the room is sealed off. No outside air is getting in. Uh, We're removing everyone from the observation room. There's no chance of, in case this baby is born with an autoimmune disease, that he will become infected. Yeah. And so then, obviously, we do get a John Travolta. Baby, yep. we get the the boy uh, is born and immediately placed into a plastic bubble. Hence, hence the, the title. Hence the title, and um, he is indeed born with no immunities. Yes, obviously. very unfortunately for the family. Yeah. Um. So they ask the doctor, "What does this mean?" And he insists that treatment has come a long way since their first son, who passed away, mm-hmm. uh, and tells them that they will be able to hold him at the hospital, keep him in a plastic bubble. It's more of yeah. like a plastic fortress. Yeah. But they can keep him there, keep him safe. Um, isolated from any germs, essentially. Yeah. So I have a little bit of trivia I'd like to introduce into this yes. real quick. So Diana Highland, who plays the mom. Oh, yes. This I'm aware of. And John Travolta, who is 18 years old during the filming of this movie, actually had an affair. 
And oh, it wasn't just an affair. They, they were officially going for it. They were officially yeah. like going for it. And, and I think this happened on the set of Saturday Night Fever that she actually died a year yeah, later of she, breast cancer. Yeah, she passed away. Yeah. And it's like just we say that because this is like one of the many like, you know, catastrophic events that happened yeah. in John Travolta's life because he's been through a lot. And this is like one of the first indicators of like, oh, this guy's going to have a bit of a tragic life. Yeah, he has a bit of a tragic life. And this is just one of the inklings of that that starts mm. with this movie, you know, yes. and Dinah Highland. I'm not Place say- his mother in this movie. <laughs> Place his mother. I'm not saying there's a mommy issue there. She is 41. He is 18. I'm not saying she's a cougar, but anyway, continuing. Uh, <laughs> so then we get the four-year-old yes who looks a lot like john travolta as a four-year-old yeah like the the kid playing four-year-old todd in this have you seen four-year-old pictures of john travolta jeff no but this kid looks like grown-up john travolta for folks listening i'm giving jeff a really interesting look yeah he looks very confused but i'm very confused by this comment here look up a picture of this child playing young john travolta and the boy in the plastic bulb and tell me it does not look like a young john travolta I mean, does. we don't really get a lot of close-ups of this young fellow kid. We get a lot? Of, what are you talking about? He's in like 10 minutes in the movie. But he's always in a plastic bubble. <laughs> yeah, we get close-ups through the plastic bubble. Does it go through the... Does Kara actually go within the plastic bubble? I always thought the perspective was outside the plastic we, bubble. We get inside the bubble a little bit. We do? Yes. A little bit? This is bubble chat. Just don't get too close to that bubble. Yeah. I'll okay. try my best. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, he becomes a media sensation. Yes, he becomes... Well, first... He, uh, as you said, he spends four years in the hospital, uh, and the parents decide they want to bring him home because mm-hmm. uh, they feel like he'll have a better environment there. He can, you know, live and play and be with his family all the time instead of only with and he can come visit the hospital. Yeah. Something that's very important for the folks listening is like, um, and it, those who haven't seen this movie, don't think of this like these are parents coddling their kids because that's it's very different. This is actually like, in the movie world, he's born with no immunities, so scientifically, if this kid went outside this plastic bubble, he would die. Mm. So it was just an interesting thought. When I watched this movie, I thought my perspective of the narrative was going to be how he was going to have to come out of the confines of his strict parenting. And it's actually different than that, because his parents are actually decent. And yeah, good. His parents are great. His parents are good people. Really good people. So that's just, I think that's something to keep in mind throughout like talking in the movie is that you know it's not like he has to break through the constraints of his evil parenting. Like They're good people. Yeah, the bubble becomes a metaphor for something else. Um. <laughs> we're, we're about to burst that bubble for um, you, folks. Yes. So, um, yes, he's four years old, um, and he comes home, and he becomes a media sensation, as you said. The media's yeah. all outside of the house waiting for this boy in a plastic bubble to show up because they want to see him, they want to get a picture of him, make him famous. And then enters... Um, and then enters his next door neighbor, Gina. Gina. Uh, a little girl who's, that's actually what inspires them to bring him home, is they see Gina, who's four as well, playing with her parents, and they want their child to be home as well. Yeah. So they bring him home. Uh, Gina comes over and, like, licks the uh, the bubble. Classic on the outside. Wire, Kirsten Dunst, t- Spider-Man move right yes. there. Yes. Um, and he sees her on the other side, and it's the beginnings of a bond that will last eons to come uh i mean it i i my my notes for this i just wrote like they're 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 gonna fuck it's i I wrote doubt beats his future girlfriend yes it's (laughs) like like, that that is without a doubt it's the 70s this is a tv movie we all know where it was going the second that happened yeah immediately yes so and then there is a choking scene 
Am I skipping ahead? Oh, no, that is, that is correct. That is, like, next the scene, next thing after he, is that um, this uh, kid is choking within his bubble, and his parents, like, panic, and they go out. He's like, what's he choking on? What's he choking on? And they have to reach through these, like, rubber glove things that go through the plastic bubble yeah, without like, penetrating it. Yeah, and, like, and it turns him, like, out it was the, the eye of the teddy bear. The eye of the teddy bear. He decided to eat it. This kid he's really four. is. Dumb. You should have figured that out. He's really dumb. No, I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be mean to this poor child. I am. <laughs> I am. Um, but it is unfortunate that he chose to eat the eye of the the teddy bear. Imagine if like he died in yeah. the movie, and there was still a whole other like. Yeah, then there's nine, like eighty minutes, eighty left minutes left of the just, movie, just the bubble, just. The- yeah, <laughs> this movie. This movie is actually based on true events. Yeah, it uh, is. It's based on two cases. Mm-hmm. Um, two kids named David Vetter and Teddy Devita. Mm-hmm. Who both had similar immunities and had to live in a bubble. Yeah, they both unfortunately passed away when they were very young. Um, uh, which this movie doesn't really—it's kind of more of a fantastical version of those events. Yeah, obviously. we don't want to get too far ahead, but it does kind of end on an ambiguous note, but also not so ambiguous. If you catch our drift, it's very unambiguous what happens. Yeah, it is um, pretty unambiguous. Also, the the score for this in the first like ten minutes sounds like the score to Alien. It's very strange. It's very creepy. I did not make that connection, but interesting. Oh uh, yeah, okay. it becomes a very like stereotypical like hype seventies uh, theme later on, but at the beginning, it's very alien. Yeah. So after the choking scene, yes, they rescue their son and they realize it's going to be a lot more difficult than they had hoped for. Yeah, they can't just keep him in this square rectangular bubble. Yeah, they need to broaden his horizons. Yeah, and that's when we cut to the big room. Yeah, the big room with old John Travolta. Oh, or, I thought there was one more scene with like the kid in the in the bigger room bubble where the uh, his future girlfriend comes up. And she's like, "Why are you behind the bubble?" And I mean, that was—I think that was the licking scene. I had a, oh, that was the licking yeah. scene. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So then we go. We then do. We, we watched years. this movie a few days ago. <laughs> uh, a few days ago, yeah. About try five days ago. <laughs> um, so, twelve years later, he certainly is a boy in a plastic bubble. John Travolta's yes. hair. But he's now played by John Travolta with a luscious lock. Um, I rated it an eight out of ten. An eight out of ten, because. I mean, yeah, it's it's very it's a, loose. It's yes, yes, that is perfect way to describe it. It is a little bit loose. And I mean, he talks about in this movie he can't take a shower, so you got to cut him some slack. That's true. I wonder so if like, John Trolls went method and just didn't shower during production of this movie. Oh, you know he did. He mm-hmm. probably lived in a plastic bubble. <laughs> he probably lived. He probably wouldn't leave the set. He's like, John, it's we're over here. It's like it's done. We got to go home. It's like. No, I'm too much in the character. It's like, but your union rep says you need to, you know, take your 12-hour break now. And it's like, no, no. I love when weirdo <laughs> actors, like, decide to sleep. Like the time Nick Cage slept in Dracula's castle for a week for whatever movie he's filming. That sounds amazing. Uh, craziness. Yeah. Yeah, I said but, I, I rated John Travolta's hair at 8 out of 10. Carrie put 9 out of 10 because that's not as loose as it is in this yes. movie. But it's a uh, form fitting. It is John Travolta now wearing incredibly short shorts. Yes, on a t-shirt. I well, mean, he's at home. It's like he's comfortable, mm-hmm. right? But uh, we're brought into the scene by. Uh, we cut to Gina as well, who's now also eighteen. They're yep. eighteen and sixteen. Sixteen. I thought they yeah, were eighteen because it was four years later after the birth scene, and then it was twelve years later after that choking scene. But they graduate at the end. They do graduate at the end. They're eighteen. Uh, so yeah, they're eighteen. Did we just find a continuity error though? I thought it said maybe it said fourteen at the beginning. I'm pretty sure it said twelve years later. I wrote it down. I wrote it down, Jeff. Lame. 
So I think there's a continuity here. Unless unless if no, the events right. of the movie take place over two years, which is possible. I mean, it's, for, it's, for, it's 14. I think you just misread it. I don't anyway, think I mean, I you did. can literally bring the movie up on YouTube. If you want. But anyway, <laughs> we're getting pedantic. We are getting pedantic. Um, Gina and her friends are running around in their backyard, uh, and they decide they're going to sneak a smoke. Uh, so they pick oh. the single most obvious spot in the world. <laughs> they walk next to a tree. Yep. Uh, next to a lake where there's clearly a bunch of people on like paddle boats. But they're by a tree, Jeff. Yeah. Next to a window where she says John Travolta looks out of most of the day. And she's like, this is a good spot for us to be secret. Uh, so she and her friends, they all start smoking. They're smoking, not the devil's lettuce. They're smoking tobacco, which is. Yeah, just cigarettes. Yeah, um, it's just cigarettes. Still evil. And they're like, oh, we're, we're so naughty. Um, and then she's like, yeah, that weird boy watches me from that window, but I don't see him up there today. Cut to inside the window where John Travolta is standing several feet back with binoculars. Yep. Because uh, he has discovered the perfect way to be a peeping Tom without being spotted. Well, we're going to get into that a lot. <laughs> that is the beginning of me thinking maybe this movie's a little creepy. Yes. It's going to get there even more. So, yeah, John Travolta uh, so, is. So he's, he's creeping on his next door neighbor, mm-hmm. who presumably he's been doing for the 14 years prior. Yeah. Um, he goes in and then he just starts watching the news because I guess all he can do is watch the news, look out his window and read play music, do those exercises yeah. thing. He does a very nice dance later in the movie. He does. Yeah. Um, but he checks the news and they're talking about the Skylab they're putting in space. Yeah. Um, hint, hint, foreshadowing. Yeah. A hint, hint that he is interested in space Yeah. and space travel. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a, isn't there in the newscaster, Buzz Aldrin makes an appearance in that one too. Yeah. I think they might mention that Buzz Aldrin's going to like oversee the yeah. launch of the Skylight or something, something like that. Yeah. But then his dad walks in and who has turned into Tom Selleck in the past. Like, Don't do that. No, his dad walks in. He has like a perm. Yeah. And this big bushy mustache. He looks like Tom Selleck. He's amazing looking. Don't and you? He, no, he looks really good. Yeah. He looks really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he looks great. No, he looks good, and um, he's a dilf. He's he's insisting that um, he's like, yeah, son, you uh, how you doing up net here right now? And John Travolta's depressed because he's watching all these kids outside have a good time. He spent his entire life in this room, mm-hmm. so he. I don't specifically remember what happens right after that point, but he's inspired through a bunch of it and watching Gene out his window that he wants to go to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he asks his doctor, and his doctor said, well, we can figure something out if you want to. And he chooses to go along with it. Uh, and he goes to school. Yeah. Where they have set up a... like a Oh, plastic. this is my favorite one. Yeah, because yeah. this is the video chat, yeah, which is reminiscent of our 2020 Zoom call yes, classes. Yes, very prescient moving. So they have... Um, the first step of them, of him going to school, is that he'll be enrolled, and he will essentially zoom in he'll be on like a one of those old push cart tvs that they had in all the elementary and high schools yes uh with a laser looking camera on top of it it is it is retro as a big camera he can move it with like a joystick and it can like look around the class and see all those other people also something that we forgot to talk about was when the doctor and travolta like playing chess in his room beforehand when they're talking about the school thing there's a little bit here where he says, like, he has to talk over this intercom. Yeah. And he's like, why do you have to talk over that? Like, we can hear you either way. Does it make you feel like a bigger man or something? Yeah. And it was just like. They're all being very rude to this boy trapped in a plastic bubble. Yeah. he's. I mean, 
out of all the developmental disabilities this boy should have developed, he turned out all right. Yeah. I mean, as creepy as he is. Yeah, I mean, he has obviously some problems from being trapped inside this bubble. Um, For a long time. And all his family's like, you need to grow up. <laughs> oh, his, gee. His, do- his doctor's like, yeah, you need to stop acting like a child. Stop using the intercom. You need to go to school. Yeah. Uh, so it's good in the sense that he goes there, but his ulterior motive is he just wants to get closer to Gina, even if it is by a camera. Yeah. I wrote down 45 years ahead of its time when they rolled that TV into class. Yes. I'm like, oh man. Yep. Flashbacks, dude. People in quarantine, uh, video chatting in the class. Also, this is when I found out that we have a special guest appearance from an other John Travolta film. That makes their way into this uh, film. Yes. Um, Norma. Norma from Carrie. Norma Miss, from Carrie. Miss Red Hat herself, who we talked about a lot last week with Matabaldi. Yes. Um, she's appears, in Yeah, she's in this movie playing one of his classmates. They can't get away from each other. Not a big role, but she is present. Uh, yep. I was like, is that Norma? <laughs> yeah. It's not like she's a big role in either movie. But no, she's, she's not. But you she... It's just a kind of an interesting moment of John Travolta carrying someone over. Yeah. Well, she's like at John Travolta Devil's Reign level right now, whereas yes. John Travolta is not in Devil's Reign level right now. He's yes. in Boy in the Plastic Bubble level right he now. He's Boy in the Plastic Bubble level. Yeah, he is because he's a star. in the Plastic Bubble. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, so then Travolta. Yes. So he's in the class. Uh, he's video chatting from the, like they set up his TV in the front of the classroom. Uh, Weird so we, spot. Yeah, very weird spot. You think they put him in the back, but I guess they wanted to. They want all the kids to be able to see him. Okay, I kind of get that. Which I suppose is the logic. Is he gonna have to? Does that camera have three sixty turn capabilities? Like, is he gonna be able to see the chalkboard if the I teacher's like doing something? Would presume not. Um, but who knows? That is really dumb, though. I mean, if anything, put him ninety degrees against like the wall. Put him like perpendicular with the wall or something. Yeah, so we can see like the, the full, class and the, the chalkboard. Yeah. That, that just seemed... I mean, it makes sense for the story why they put him there. Because later on, then he starts to troll his yes. uh, teacher. No, that happens very soon. Yeah. Um, the the movie kind of leads you on a red herring into thing at this point that Judge Travolta is going to be left out of the class. Yeah. He's not going to fit in due to being trapped in his bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so the teacher starts lecturing about presidential histories. And he's like, if... Uh, Harry Truman was the fair deal and Lyndon Johnson was the great society and et cetera, et cetera. What would FDR be? And um, meanwhile, around the classroom, kids are like making noises whenever he turns their back to them. Yeah. And he's like, which one of you did that? And yada, yada, yada. This is like the Incredibles when Dash is like putting a tack under that teacher's like seat. It's, It's the classic like messing with the teacher bit. Yeah. But then the twist is... Um, he, he like looks at John Travolta and he's like, did you see anything? And Travolta shrugs. I don't know. The teacher turns back around and John Travolta pulls out a pair of fake glasses resembling the teacher with with the fake nose nose and the mustache thing and does like a yuck, yuck face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the entire classroom laughs. John Travolta is, he's fitting in. He's finding his people, even if it is a little childish. He's got a sense of humor in some way. He's got a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and the teacher's like, who did that? Who's lying? Why are y'all laughing? You read a paper. Yada, yada. Yeah. Anyway, his, um, I wrote, he's a real huckster in my, uh, real yuckster in my... I wrote down Zoom trolling. Yes. Uh, very successfully <laughs> beginning. Yeah. We go back to his room. Uh, even though he had success in class, he still wishes he could see people in person. Yeah. 
Uh, he has a hamster in this room, with, which is in itself its own plastic bubble. Asa give this hamster best supporting act. <laughs> this hamster is fantastic in this movie. Do we see it after that scene, though? Yeah, it's like it's present in the room. It's a bit of set deck for gotcha. the rest of it. Okay, that's interesting. But yeah, I would, you know, a bubble within a bubble. What yeah, a, bu- a bubble within a bubble. That so. hamster is going to have a crazy immune system. Yeah. So he's seeing his own, like, himself through this hamster and how trapped he feels. And now he's just running a maze over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to him dancing. He's very impressive with the dancing. But um, it's around that point where um, Gina. Gina comes in. Gina comes in. Yep. She is lounging down by the beach um, in a swimsuit, mm-hmm. and her mom tells her, go invite uh, Todd out. Like he can come. Like like he can come. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of rude. <laughs> it is a little bit rude. Like, if I was... She's like, like, that boy next door, I heard he went to school. Invite him out here. Thanks, A, l- a little rude. A little rude. A little but, rude. So Gina walks in and invites him to the beach on the 4th of July. Yes, and says, "You can. Do you want to come next week to this Fourth of July party we're having?" Yeah, John Travolta's like he's uh, taken with her. Oh my god, he's, he his is, eyes are drifting. He is. He's a little creepy. He's singing "Summer Lovin'" before the movie yes, Grease came he's out. He's singing "Summer Lovin'." Uh, <laughs> he's it like, he's like, yeah, I, uh, I'd love to, you know. Uh, he's like, yeah, and his parents are excited that he's willing to go outside and do something. Again, very supportive parents. Yes, parents are very supportive. They yeah. just want him to be happy. Yeah. Which is rather lovely. And so the beach scene. Yes. Well, first he like he commits to it and he tells his parents, yes, I'm going. He just loves Gina so much. Does he say that that early? It's very. No, I'm saying he obviously. Oh, loves, he obviously, he obviously loves, loves Gina. Gina very I was like, much. He didn't say he loves Gina yes. like that early in the movie. It is a star-crossed romance. Yeah, it is star-crossed. Uh, so we go to the beach. Oh, this is one of my favorite. Is quite a sequence. I love this. Scene he is in a so portable bubble, much. which they're hauling around like the Ark of the Covenant. Is it even as tall as he is? Like, can he stretch out his feet? He needs to lay down in it. <laughs> he cannot stand up. He can't is, stand up. He's like, it's like he's in a like one of those like layout beach chairs. Yeah. Being hauled around by his like slaves. He's got he's got like maybe three feet of headroom. He looks like one of those emperors from like a class like an old movie who's carried around by like the peasants. Yeah, instead of like gold, it's plastic. <laughs> yeah, except it's a plastic bubble instead of a gold yeah. uh, throne. And so by the way, already I can tell this scene's gonna be great. Is when Gina arrives on a fucking horse. Oh yeah, she she, she rides in where, on a horse. Where did this thing come? I want to talk about the horse. Where, where did it? At no point is it said that Gina rides a horse. Nope. That she is a particular fan of horseback riding. Nope. She just zooms in on this horse <laughs> down the beach. Yep. Like I, she brought it to the beach apparently. Yeah. Uh, and like she jumps off of it very lusciously, and John Travolta's smitten. He's staring. He is summer loving. He's wearing his swimsuit inside of this, uh, inside of this bubble. <laughs> I forgot he was wearing his swimsuit inside. Like you're what? not going swimming. They're pal. just gonna throw the bubble in the ocean, and <laughs> and then there's no leaks, so he's just gonna drift. <gasps> He'll eventually suffocate. Jeff, um, that's the movie. He drifts off into his bubble like at sea, and he's yeah. stuck out there, and it becomes Castaway, but yeah. boy, in the plastic bubble. Castaway in the plastic bubble. We need to call Disney. Boy in the plastic castaway. We need to call Universal. Order Brothers, come on, but, man. Um, <laughs> um, whoever released uh, Castaway and or the boy, I mean, ABC did. Yeah. I wrote down. Uh, contact um, us. We'll yeah. sell you our pitch. Yeah. 
Boy, um, cast away boy in the plastic bubble. Rates for us are $10 an hour. Um, for the one Speak hour we'll for pitch yourself bro <laughs> ten dollars an hour for he the for know. the one pitch i'll take ten dollars for this for pitch. the one pitch um so i wrote down ironic that he's trapped in a bubble on independence day yes it's a nice little symbolism yeah, there n- nice little symbol nice ni- nice job randall the, kleiser the, this movie's full of a lot of like those little yeah fun symbolism bits that i mean they're they're really on the nose. Like there's the hamster being trapped yeah. in the 4th of July. It's a lot of on the nose, obvious stuff. Right. But it's it gets the point across. It's a television film. You got to be accessible at any point to jump into it. Yeah. It all serves the goal. Yeah. So when Gina comes off the horse, at first she goes to her group of friends, I believe. Right? Yeah. Because it's there when something's said. And yes. then she goes to John Travolta. Yes. Uh, she talks with her friends and uh, they're like, Oh, I dare. They're doing like dares. Yeah, they're, they're doing like, dares. I dare you to go talk to to Todd. And Gina's like, sure, I'll do it. And so she goes over. Uh, she just starts talking. And to she's Todd. being all flirty. Todd's a, Todd's an old horn dog, and, so he's he's into it. Gina's laying it on thick. Yes, she's laying it on thick. Like yes. she, I, trying she's to, like, do you love me? And all oh that stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like, it's it's very straightforward. She's going for maximum impact on this poor guy. Yeah. Um, then, he's like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm trapped in here, but I, I'd, I'd love you. Yeah, and um, I, this is where I wrote down like, I can't tell if Travolta's acting is like just bad or if he's like leaning into the childlike personality because while she's giving him these things, he's just like, oh really? And he's got the yeah. weirdest face as he yeah. says it too. He's like, no really? Like as, as, as mean <laughs> as Gina's being to him, John Travolta's a little creepy. <laughs> Todd is a little bit of a creep. He's a little bit of a creep. So then they uh, hold hands. Yeah, they hold hands through like the little arm bubble extendo thing. Yeah. Um, and then she laughs and runs away. And he's like, Gino, what's that? What, where are like, you going? And she's like, Oh, you didn't think I meant that, did you? And, and then, then he starts like crying and screaming. And then he starts crying, screaming, and panicking, and he starts thrashing yeah. around. He's, he's like, thr- get out! And his, get his dad's like, get, get sit down. Like force him and he's like i just want to go to the hospital i don't want to go home which like that i also wrote that, like why does he go to the hospital for like it's because he didn't, that he doesn't want to be at home because he doesn't want to see gina what a spoiled rotten brat yeah, so they they bring him to the hospital where uh his doctor announced tells him that they've had great strides in um immune like protective yeah. care and so and he now has a roommate named roy Roy slater Slater. we love it who's a little punk he is a little punk but at that point i wrote down should have been a gay love story yeah i I mean mean, that would have actually that would have been the um i mean come on the like it actually would be a choice for this movie where um the one the person he thought he loved um turns out to be mean he goes to the hospital he meets his true love there it would have been a move. I would have supported that movie over what we get. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because that would have been... Him and Roy Slater. Oh, my goodness, yeah. man. Two people who were both in Bubbles. Yeah. Um, kind of finding a love Imagine, in that Imagine, like, the montage scenes. The problem is Roy sucks. <laughs> Roy is terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. He is a punk. He's like, why He's a charlatan. talk to me? Yeah, he, John Troll doesn't want to talk to him because his talk heart was just me. broken. And Roy just starts talk screaming. He's so mad. <laughs> and he's crying. And John uh, Troll is like, like, okay, I'll talk to you if you just shut up. <laughs> so he talks to him. 
And then uh, I re- that's about when I realized this movie is about being an incel. <laughs> this okay. is about a movie. This is a movie about a guy who is so mad that his next door neighbor won't sleep with him, that he consigns himself to the hospital, like pretty much wants to die. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, on one hand, I understand he's isolated, but. This is a little much. This is a little much. It is a little much. And he is getting a little bit too angry about it. Yeah. But then it cuts from this scene with Roy, who we never see again. No. <laughs> that was it. His, his, uh, his roommate is no longer in the movie. Well, he died. Uh, sad. <laughs> um, maybe he did. Who knows? I mean, I'm pretty sure. But that's when we cut to a shot of a television screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh, it's Gina's watching the news. Yeah. With her boyfriend at her house. And she's like, wait, I know this guy in the news. Uh, and it's, it is Todd at the hospital being visited by astronaut Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, Aldrin. Who only appears in this movie and, and on a news broadcast in a television screen in this other scene. Yep. It's a very strange cameo for the guy. It is a really interesting cameo because, you know, they filmed that. Yeah. And do they film it thinking that they were going to use that actual no, shot? They, like, they filmed it, put it on a VHS tape, put it in this player, and then filmed Gina watching it. It's, it's a weird I choice. I mean, I'm glad Buzz Aldrin showed up. It's a weird I'm, choice. I hope he got paid well. I love the man. He's cool. He is really cool. Um, you ever met him? No. Remember that time he punched uh, like someone who's like... Someone was like, "You didn't go to the moon." He said he slugged him. I love that. This is all like six years ago. I love that. This is like old Buzz Aldrin. I love that so much. Old Buzz Aldrin is a deal yeah. with any shit. Buzz, remember that year where Buzz Aldrin just like was in a lot of things. Oh yeah. I mean, he was only in like two things, but he was in Transformers Three. Uh, Wasn't he on like one of the Armageddon or uh, what was the other Ar- Impact or Deep Impact? Maybe was he, he in one of those? I don't remember. But he was in Mass Effect Three, the video game. Jesus Christ. Uh, where it turns out he's been telling the story of this whole series to his granddaughter. Oh. Uh, so Buzz Aldrin, yeah, he was in Transformers Dark of the Moon, where he tells Optimus Prime from one space traveler to another, it's an honor. Uh, it is. So the boy in the plastic bubble. <laughs> from one space we, traveler we to another. We can't get into Transformers, bro. <laughs> Not today. It's only episode three. It's an honor. <laughs> And then Optimus Prime says, All right. so, the honor is mine. Uh, then there's a scene afterwards where Gina Optimus approaches. Optimus Prime comes in. Stop. Gina asks Todd's dad if she can help. Now yeah, she feels bad. She feels bad. She feels guilty. And but then like, the ulterior motive comes out. Then the ulterior motive comes out. For money! The dad's like, how much do you want? <laughs> She's like, well, yeah, I need about 10, 10 bucks an hour. <laughs> 10 like, bucks? Oh. It is it an hour? It's like 10 bucks a day, I think. I was like, for 1970s, 10 bucks an hour. Gina agrees she's going to collect all of his books and, like, help him study every night uh, in exchange for. um, I'm looking at Buzz Aldrin's filmography right now. Stop. I'm getting off of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Gina and Todd, like, they meet up and they're talking about this whole, like, I'm going to help you study because I feel really bad. And that's when they start getting a little bit closer in the relationship. Like,. Honestly, if I were Todd, I'd dump her. Bro, she broke your heart once. I mean, she she was do it again. Very, very mean to she him. She was very mean to him. And uh, but I would he's, just not go back to that. He's still very smitten. He's still very simpy. Yes, he's very simpy. He's a simp lord. And so... Um, Buzz Aldrin was not in Deep Impact, but he was in a Simpsons episode called Deep Space Homer. 
great. Uh, <laughs> so he's dancing with the star. The, Jeff, get off of us Aldrin's filmography. This is stop it. Stop. Okay, okay. Get off. I'm getting off. I'm getting off. Get off. He's still on it. I can see the reflection <laughs> of your glasses. You haven't clicked off of it. I'm important news update though. What uh, the blacklist was just renewed for season nine by NBC. Why? Let's get back to the boy in the plastic bubble, bro. <laughs> so, Gina and Todd. James Spader about to be in a plastic bubble. Start getting closer. Yes. Uh, so she starts helping him with school. She starts helping him with school. Do you know James Spader hasn't done anything besides the blacklist for like six years. Didn't he do Age of Ultron? That was the last thing he'd been <laughs> that has not been the blacklist. The dude just rolling in it. I mean. <sighs> I liked him better as Robert California, personally. I haven't seen that season. I mean, I like uh, the, the lizard line. The Yeah, I'm the fucking lizard yeah, I like king. That. I will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual debutante. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the entire thing. What but... if Robert California was in The Boy in the Plastic Bubble? Eddie, what if he was The Boy in the Plastic Bubble? Yeah, what if he was the teacher? And that part where uh, he's like puts the glasses on the oh no he cheats and the teacher turns around and he's, he's just, just like says, I will not be blackmailed I will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual debutante <laughs> you want to start a street fight bring it on but you need to know one thing I'm the fucking lizard king what I mean I would watch that cut yeah I would watch that release cut. release the spader cut absolutely so there's a test in the class yeah we just yeah yeah <laughs> you see folks I'm the one well, trying to keep us on topic here well no there was. Um, first we do get another scene with the horse in which Gina's just riding right. it around in the backyard and Todd's watching her before she tells him that she's gonna because like every moment with this she horse I'm just ties gonna... the horse up to that like post like it's nothing yeah like it's just in the backyard like uh, it's present it's just a lot of money worth that horse yeah. you know no big deal but um not like it runs off so, or out hundred thousand dollars so she's gonna she's gonna help Todd and and she's like I'll get your books I'm coming to study he's like you're not tricking me again He's like, you're going to trick me. I can tell. Uh, but he, she eventually convinces him her meanings are genuine. Uh, and he agrees. Yeah, you can help me and come by. And Like, bitch, I'm making money and, off of and, this. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah if, if you want to come by, that's fine. To this, this woman, he obviously has a great lost for. <laughs> he's simping. Um, he's simping. Um, oh, no. And that's why he's staring at the wall listening to classical music when she comes in. Yeah, that's right. He's being so dramatic. Um, and what was he? He was listening to like Lacrimosa or something like that. Yeah, some or? like really like very sad, very classical sad classical. He's he's landed on a little thick, very thick. He probably uh, knew she was coming. Yeah, and he's like, oh, what can I do to like make it really dramatic when she walks in? Put on Lacrimosa and sit down yeah. and stare at the wall. So he does that, and she walks in. He's like, "Is this working? Is this working? It's working." I also remember that there's in that scene. There's the part where because he has like an open air part of his. Yeah, there's because, like a part where it just blows air out, so none can get in. Yeah, but that things can be passed from outside the bubble to inside, essentially. Even though it's contaminated, uh, it's something like that, or however the because I wrote that down. I'm sure they have to like sanitize there, it before passing. There's something through. that happens. In oh the yeah, film. With, with the the bubble suit. Yes, yeah. with the bubble suit. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but he has this open air, and Gene asks him, how does it work? And he's like, oh, that's about... His, he's, he's like, ugh. He's like, I, I can't get showers. And she's like, well, doesn't it smell? And he's like, no germs, no smell. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that works. I don't but, think that's how it works either. 
I yeah, I think like sweat smells without germs. But. Yeah, I don't think sweat isn't germs. Yeah, sweat. If sweat was germs, we'd be. In, I, mean, I mean, it can spread germs. But if we want to get into the whole germology of things, we all have our own germs. Yes, it's just that his germs don't kill. His we create germs. our own biomes. Yeah, we create our own biomes. So our own biomes smell. So even though they're not germs that would harm him because they're his own germs, they would still smell. Yes. And he would be able to tell that they smell. But yes. Although he, eventually he he it would stink so long that his nose would acclimate ac- like acclimate to it. Yeah. So to him, he probably doesn't know that he smells, but to everybody else, he smells really bad. Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> We're talking about this one scene. Todd's for a while. an idiot. <laughs> talking about this one. Scene. We've been talking about this one scene for a while. Yeah. Um, he we cut to another classroom scene. Where they're taking a test. They're taking a test. And Todd, again. Oh, ba- I, back to that scene. The final thing that's said is Gina says she got rejected from the school she wants to go to for oh, college. Well. Because her grades are bad. Sorry, not sorry. And Todd, having done nothing but read books about space for the past 18 years, apparently, um, says he can help her learn. It's the blind leading the blind. Yeah. <laughs> the two of them are going to somehow uh, become a, a person. Yeah. <laughs> now, finally, to this test scene. To test scene. To this test scene. So, Todd, an idiot, who is like, the way he expects to like help cheat is hold up Oh, yeah, the he answers. holds up a, a chalkboard with all the answers on in front of the class. Everybody can see, not yeah. just one of them. And but, you know... But seemingly only Gene is the one looking at it. Which... <laughs> it's... Okay, I don't believe that oh, for one second. Oh, I don't believe it, but the way it's staged in the scene. Yeah, the way it's no staged. No one is looking except for Gina. Yeah. Which is not what The way happen. it's staged, they're making it seem like only Gina's looking at it, but I, there's no fucking way that, that was she was the only one. Which begs the question then. You know in the 70s there's one goody two-shoes nerdy kid that's like, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, Todd's holding up the answers yeah. on the TV. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. But that the doesn't happen. The teacher just happen. turns around and sees it. Because Todd's still holding up. He's yeah. not like looking to make yeah. sure. He's that holding the... up in front of his eyes. So he can't see. So he can't see. And so he's like, Todd, what are, what you, are you doing? doing? And he's like, oh, oh I, I, I'm I, done. I'm done. And the teacher's like, oh, well, okay. wait to hold up your answers until I say so. Yeah, teacher didn't suspect, suspect it at all. Probably because he felt yeah. bad because he's and a then, boy in a plastic then, bubble. And the next thing you know, he and Gene have the exact same test results. And the teacher's like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. You know, they both probably got Fs because they're both idiots. Yeah. I'm just, I don't think Todd is smart. <laughs> I think it's the blind leading the blind. Uh, I mean, he's trapped in a, he's a child. Um, so then after that, if I'm not mistaken, Todd is going to suntan. Well, at first his parents, he convinces his parents to take a vacation. Yes. He says, the nurse can watch me. Um. Oh, can the and nurse? And you can, and... You will go on a vacation, and the parents are, you know, skeptical, but they decide they're going to go with it. It's in every other teenage movie where you would expect the protagonist to throw a rager at their house. But he can't because he's trapped in a bubble. But can you imagine if that was the direction they took it, right? Because of, like, imagine what his rager would look like. It's like everyone step through this contamination thing. Step through the contamination zone. Here's a germ-free liquor and all that stuff. And then You got to wear the suit. They're all like wearing these giant suits and stuff, just trying to be like, be clean. Um, so yeah, he convinces his parents to go on a vacation, says the nurse can watch yeah. him. And so the parents do. Um, and then 
he and Gina are hanging out. I really want to make sure we don't miss a suntan scene. Oh no, because... we're getting we're getting to the suntan okay. scene because I have uh, a beef with that. And he says he's going to go outside, and Gina's like, "Yeah, let's do that." And then he's just staring at her. Yep. And she looks at him and says, "The way you look at me sometimes." <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, we're all thinking it. <laughs> we're all thinking it." Todd, you got to chill. He's he's really got to chill. Guys, very creepy. Because he's got he is the horniest character I've the, ever seen put to screen. He's got the fuck me eyes. He, you know, he's such a weirdo. He's very weird, and um, I don't know if it's because of Travolta and, and or then you know if what he's happens. Doing it really well. He's gonna suntan. You know what the nurse does while he's outside in his bubble? She gets drunk. And she falls gets drunk asleep. and falls asleep. All according to Todd's plan. Yeah. Obviously. What is this nurse? But my beef with the suntanning scene is: Can Todd get sunburned, like healthily wise? I would assume through the bubble he would just get hot. I don't think it would tan because like you can't really get burnt through well, a window. Well, it's the UV rays, yeah, that would like you know effectively burn the skin yeah. in a way. But would his lack of immunities offer more potential issues with sun tanning, like skin cancer or some shit like that? I don't know. Regardless, he doesn't get tan. He doesn't get tan. He's still pale this entire Yeah, he's movie. pale the entire movie. Because Todd actually died and 12 years ago. He was actually <laughs> a ghost. And <laughs> Gina is riding her horse around, as she does. Oh, I love and he's, this and he, scene. And he's like, jump me. <laughs> jump over me. <laughs> jump over me, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's so weird, though. He's like, jump over me, me Gina. Gina. He's uh, like, he, oh, he, I don't know if I can do that. It's like, I don't, what about the cord? Yes. It's like, it'll be fine. He's like, it'll be fine. The velocity of whatever. <laughs> so Gina just does it. <laughs> it successfully. Uh, jumps the horse over him. The nurse sees it and like flips out, but does nothing about it. But what if, what if it, she didn't jump over him? <laughs> what if like the horse like <laughs> crashed, into, crashed it. into it and he literally like tumbles over? Yeah. <laughs> that would be the end of the movie. It probably should have ended that but way. Inspired by his time with Gina and all that, when his parents get home, he tells them he wants to go to school school. Yeah. And how's he going to do that? He's going to dress up as an astronaut. Spaceman. Spaceman. Like his hero, Buzz Aldrin. Spaceman Todd. He's going to put on an airtight suit and uh, just go for it. Yeah. So the they got this ridiculous orange space suit that he's going to wear. Yeah. Uh, the His doctor gives it to him. Um, and he goes to school. He walks in very confidently. Yep. Sits in the back of the class <laughs> next to Gina in this, this spacesuit. Yep. He has like a little bubble section put aside. Also, apparently only go to this one classroom. <laughs> never, we never see them anywhere else. Not really. No. And but, um, do we, do have we seen the bubble that they built? Yeah. For like his in desk? the classroom. Yeah. 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 He has like, he has like his own two desks. He has a desk in a bubble so he can be out of the suit and then one outside when he's in the bubble suit when he's in the suit in the space suit yeah uh yeah so he's he's happy and the students are pretty nice to him so far yeah like he hasn't come across a a, a number of bullies too much it yeah. seems like gina's friends sort of take to him a little bit yeah and he um his doctor before he walks in says what's the first thing you're gonna do when you get in the room because he's told he has to like recharge the suit and refill with air yeah um, and John Travolta in a hilarious delivery. The doctor's like, what are you going to do when you get in the classroom? 
And John Rule's like, first thing I do is the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck face. And uh, <laughs> and he and he goes in and he goes into school, and he does the Pledge of Allegiance. Ah. Someone asks him, "How do you use the bathroom?" Uh, and he reels same, he just, same way the astronauts do it. Oh, just, just like he just shits yeah. in the suit. He just shits in the suit. <laughs> he just shits in the suit. Yep. Um, which you would assume he could just, you know, try and hold it until he could get the suit off. Because, I mean, I've had to go entire days in school without pooping. It's yeah, possible. I feel like most most people have. Most people have. Yeah, it's it's not. It's not until you're really he just, he desperate. Just wants to feel normal in the suit. <laughs> And they say it only lasts for like an hour. You can only yeah, walk around for like an hour. That was ninety minutes. Ninety or minutes. That's it. And plus, like, I think it's they allude to like if he does vigorous exercise, it may even be yeah, shorter. Yeah, it'll that. use up his air faster. Yeah, which leads so it's like us, ninety minutes is a long period of time. Not real. That's like one class period. Yeah. So like, you got to charge in between every class yeah. period, which could be plausible. Yeah. So he can he he'll be fine. Yeah. You you know what's funny though. Is that I realized at this point in the movie is that the prime stream of this has VHS ripples in it. <laughs> so these just like took a VHS tape and uploaded it. I love I it. Truly love it. I don't know if I remember seeing that on the YouTube one, but maybe that might have just been prime. It, it definitely adds to the, like the charm of this movie being a product of uh, 1976. Yeah, definitely. So is this when we get to the football scene? Yeah. Uh, yes, we get to the football, football and. Uh, push-up challenge the push-up challenge the push-up challenge he uh he has a battle of masculinity with gina's, gina's boyfriend, boyfriend whose name i cannot remember i can't remember it either. but um they have a battle for gina's soul because <laughs> yeah. uh well, it he, is 1976 and women in movies aren't allowed to have agency apparently well um apparently like this entire conversation of the football field he's like putting on this act like he's from a different planet or yeah. something like that oh yeah he says he's from the planet of thermopolis thermopolis it is so strange and they're just going along with it. They're not, He's I, like, "Yeah, I'm from the planet of Thermopolis. First I'm thing an in alien, my mind, that's how I know." First thing in my mind would be school shooter. Like, that's he's just, so strange. He is very strange. And saying he's from a different planet, like I'm getting a lot of school yeah. shooter vibes. And so that's when then he says, "You know, and like I was going to call him Tim, Tim, boyfriend of Gina. You know, Tim. You know, the people on my planet can do are a lot stronger." And regular humans yeah. <laughs> like this is how he's saying yeah. it to the boyfriend yeah. he's like the people on my planet are like stronger than normal humans i bet you i could do more push-ups than you and he's like oh really it's like yeah like and so then they do a push-up contest like i don't want to be like mean i i keep saying this but i understand he grew up in a plastic bubble i understand that's how they're writing him they want him to like not know how to exist in society but there's a fine line between not existing in society and uh, just walking into class and be like, yeah, I'm from a different planet uh, called Thermopolis. Uh, yeah. All I want is Gina. And how I'm going to get her is by beating you in a push-up contest. I mean, this... he, he could just have been walked into the school, gone to class and been like, hey, push-up challenge, bro, you and me. But instead, it's Instead, like, there's this whole business with Thermopolis. Thermopolis. Say that he's an alien. Which we know it's a bit, but it's a terrible bit. Yeah. It's not a good yeah. bit at all. And and the rest of the kids can't tell if he's being serious or not. Like they know he's not. And they're too they're, nice to like. They can't tell if he's just if he's doing if he thinks he's doing a bit or if they're like, oh, is this guy really thinking? And God forbid if plan? they push him because they do, they're going to get an Independence Day, you know, yeah. scenario happening. They don't want to. They don't want to be around and says, I gotta go to the hospital. You know. Uh, 
so he he has a he has this push-up contest he has a push-up contest and he wins because oh, and they as do we the claps yeah they do the claps they do the, the clap push-ups where every time as we saw earlier he exercises by dancing in his room to disco every day uh otherwise known as his prep for saturday night fever of course <laughs> um and he's like dancing in his room and it gets him in shape for this push-up contest right um which he wins but it exhausted his air supply. Beep, 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 he's beeping. Beep, beep. He's choking. He's beeping. It's like when he was a baby again. <gasps> uh, he's he's uh, wheezing. Nowhere. And he starts running, but he's tripping. He can't get there. And, so and like Gina rushes him back to the school. Gets uh, him. You know, she has a real care for him. She's pushing him through and gets him to his, to his personal bubble, bubble. To his personal bubble in the classroom. Gets all of his outfits where off. Where they push him through the bubble in his suit and he gets the suit off and breathes again. And he sits down at his desk and he's like hyperventilating. The and thing all that is, stuff. I think you have the same problem. And this was actually pointed by one of the kids. This movie is based on, mm-hmm. um, I believe David Vetter, um, who watched the movie and said, yeah, if he walked in there with the suit, the suit would have, the suits contaminated, the suits contaminated and he just contaminated the whole space. Yep. So, anyway, it doesn't, he doesn't get sick. But, but then on top of that... It's a big one where I was like, hmm. On top, what I wrote down was after that push-up contest and after the whole fiasco where he had to run back to his bubble, they had actually bet $10 on that. And so the boyfriend then hands him $10 and he just grabs it and yeah, takes it into his bubble. bubble. And like, uh, uh, are we Money just... Money is for- the most like contaminated thing. Yeah. So I'm convinced Todd died from that $10. Yes. Uh I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. I'd buy that for $10. Yeah. I hate myself. <laughs> so we cut um, to, we're out, we're, we're away from the school, right? Cause he tell, he, well, before so, he tells Gina, please don't tell my dad. Yeah. Which, don't, don't tell my dad about either yeah. the horse jump or me almost dying. Yeah. Uh, due to a uh, push up contest to prove I have a better dick than uh, whatever his name is. Tim. Tim. I don't, we don't know if his name is Tim. It's whatever whatever his name is. Jeff. He's a sir not appearing in this film. Yeah. But um, they graduate next, right? It just kind of goes right. Because like this movie is a TV movie, so it has to be like 90 minutes on the dot. Right. So it just cuts from that to their graduation. Yep. And they're calling up the names. They call up the names. They get to him. Todd, whatever his name is. And he's just nowhere to be and found. And he's nowhere to be found. And, they're like, and his Todd? parents are very Where concerned. Like, where'd he go? Where is he? And then... And then Todd. I was wheezing. In, <laughs> I was, he run, He bounds around. He's in this, running again. In this again. He, in this huge spacesuit. Yep. With the cap and gown like wrapped stretched around, stretched around the outside of it. With like the cap obviously stapled. Yeah, like to the stapled top. to his head. Yep. And he runs up and he grabs the diploma and he throws it in the air and everyone stands up and applauds. It is such a hilarious they're like yay you're gonna be dead in two years like it's very it's it's cute i get it but it's it's a little much it's a little much (laughs) it's a little much a little bit much i wrote down running again yeah (laughs) like have we not learned from our first mistake and he's very excited in that moment everyone's excited for him and then we go back to his house and he's sad again he's sad he is sad he's like i can't go outside and his doctor's like todd if you go outside you'll probably die and he's like do you know that like, how soon will I die? Will I die instantly? Will it be yeah. a, a few hours? He's, like, how, few he's like, do I have any immunity? And the doctor's like, you might have a little now, but you're you're still young. Yeah. Uh, Todd would be an anti-masker in today's society. He would be an anti-masker. He's just like, why shouldn't I go outside? And I'm like, well, you may die. And he's like, yeah, but besides that. He's, he would probably try to go into a restaurant without mm-hmm. a mask. And be like, it's my right. It's <laughs> yeah. my right. It's my right to leave my house 
And what does he do? He talks to his parents about it and the doctor, and they're like, you shouldn't go. Uh, and, and the next man. morning, he wakes up before his parents, and he leaves the bubble. Without any protective gear. With he no does protective it so gear. dramatically, where he looks between that yellow line, between his, because the open doorway where the air is yeah. pushing out, he's able to just walk out of yeah. there. So he's looking down, and he's contemplating, and then he takes that leap of faith, and he's like, oh. And he breathes the outside and air. breathes the outside and air. And then this this extremely sappy Paul Williams song starts playing, where it's yep. like, what? What do they say? Copyright, Jeff. If we up and ran away. Okay, copyright. That's fair use. That's fair use. That's for criticism purposes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, So that just starts playing. What do they say? And it's like this the same like four lines repeated. (laughs) And he just goes outside and walks up to Gina who's like sitting on the beach. We can't forget when he opens the outside door to his house and steps out and he's wearing his white lacy silk shirt or whatever yeah. like he's jesus coming back yeah. from the dead and i'm just like what the heck religious <laughs> overtones is this, is this? <laughs> like and then he like touches a leaf and yeah. eats it he doesn't eat it yeah <laughs> just, i wanted him to eat it so badly yeah. just like take a leaf and just eat it <laughs> he's like is this food <laughs> it would be very reminiscent of the very beginning of the movie when he eats the eye of the teddy yeah. bear like it's like of course Todd he chokes on it would nice. just eat anything <laughs> but you know. he walks up to gina and she's like todd, todd. <laughs> she's like what are you doing i'm out of my bubble <laughs> he's like i love my bubble <laughs> um and then <laughs> he and gina hop on their horse hop on her horse yeah that we still don't know where it came from and they ride off through the mountains <laughs> through the mountains uh, and we get to a wide shot of this horse is galloping with the two of them on it with this paul williams song blasting what would they say if we up and ran away? Um, it's blasting, and then the credits start rolling. And um, Todd has officially, he's, my man's willing to die of an infectious disease Yeah, to get so one day of action. The movie doesn't like abruptly say Todd dies. Do, do you know what the tagline for this movie is? Um. No. A lifetime of loneliness or one day of love. Oh, so he's only alive for a day. I mean, I, I assume that Daglin's pretty much saying, is it worth to live a life lonely? Or is it, or like, do you want to just have one day of happiness before you die? And it's like, why not both? Why not both? Why does he, why can't he just, you know, get better get laid. protective equipment? Get laid. I mean that's what he that's what he's going for. Yeah, but he he's wants, he's he just bears all. He <laughs> wants to get laid, Jeff. Really badly. Really badly. And the well, the movie doesn't. And he's ab- willing to die. Yeah. To do the movie so. doesn't abruptly say like Todd's gonna die, but we all know as the he's gonna die. as the Wikipedia entry for this movie says. Um. Oh, it's not the Wikipedia entry. It's something else where it's like, the movie ambiguously leaves. Does he live or does he die? He dies. He 100% dies. He probably does not make it out. No, he 100% Um, dies. But that's all stuff that happens after the movie. Yeah. It is a crazy movie. It is. I mean, it's it's your classic, like, sappy 70s TV movie. But at the same time, it's just, it's all just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for his first starring role, I thought it's, the movie itself was okay. Yeah, it's it's trying to go for this. Rom- it's trying to be a romance. It just comes out being creepy, weird. Um, John Travolta about I think, this guy who just really 
feels like he needs to have sex. Well, I have a question for you, Jeff. Yeah. Do you think John Travolta was playing the role too well or not well enough? Oh, I, I think he was doing something we'll run into a lot in his later career where he thinks he's doing one thing and he's doing another. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I would say because there were a lot of moments when I'm just like, just like especially the Independence Day beach scene was the what really got me. I was like, do you mean it, Gina? Do you yeah. mean it? And I'm like, why are you fucking talking like that? You're an 18 year old yeah. teenager. Like what? <laughs> Travol- Travolta is, is a, a color on a, is a paintbrush. He is a paintbrush. He needs a good artist uh, controlling where he goes. Yeah. If he is left to his own devices, things will get a little dicey. Things. As we will see very shortly in the future. Yeah. So, what a movie, I mean, though. Well, how I'm, would you rank it amongst what we've talked about uh, so it's, far? Like I said, I don't hate this movie. I don't as, hate it As much as I've said about it being like a movie about an incel, it's creepy. Um, Which it is. He needs to not uh, try and, you know, be willing to die just to get laid. Uh, besides that, it's it's fun. It's kind of a nice throwback. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too much else to say about it besides that. it's. I Would would you put it above or below Devil's Reign? Oh, it would be below Devil's Reign. Devil's Reign rules. We've talked about this. Okay. I am glad we actually had John Travolta stuff to talk about this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> because like, he's actually in this movie. Now we actually get to talk about a leading we role spent John Travolta. three and a half hours of podcasting. Talking where about... Where we barely talk about the subject of the podcast. You know... Some people might say those are our yeah. best episodes. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's go into the. This movie has a weirdly like sizable impact. Yeah, like you, I would think it's just a, like a movie that doesn't exist. Like you just forget about it. It happened. Mm-hmm. The impact section of it on the on Wikipedia starts with the sentence: "Days after Bill Clinton was inaugurated as president." Um, it's not, it has, doesn't have too much to do with Bill Clinton, but no, it doesn't. This movie has multiple paragraphs written about people who've referenced, inspired a song on a Paul Simon album. Uh, it was used in a political memoir about Ronald Reagan. They mentioned the boy in the plastic bubble. There's a family guy episode about it. There's a Simpsons episode about it. It's mentioned several times on that 70s show. Didn't this get remade too? They did. They made a version of it. Well, not a remake, quote unquote, but they made a version of it called uh, Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Uh, who's also the SpongeBob character, not to be confused easily. Bubble right. Boy. Bubble Boy, the sidekick of Mermaid Man. But yeah, there's a there's a, apparently a Dance Moms <laughs> inspired by it. Jeez, this really did make an impact um, for a 1976 TV movie. Yeah. Uh, mentioned on NCIS. Real crazy. Um some of the stuff that this movie would go on. Yeah. And I mean, it's being talked about now on this podcast, like what third 40, 44 years 45 later, 45 years later. Yeah. Well, 43, 43, May 44. It's 1976. It's 2021. 45, 45, 45. I pointed at Stuart for that. Yeah. Uh, but bubble boy, that one yeah. came out in 2001. That was 19 years ago. And I remember seeing we that are, movie falling apart before my very eyes yes (laughs) wow but that's the boy in the plastic bubble afterward uh travolta would be very pleased with the performance it did very well uh ratings wise review wise it was nominated for a few emmys really 
Uh, yes, one of them was won by Debbie. Uh, I keep saying Debbie. Diana Highland playing his mom, who actually is rather fabulous in this movie. Pretty good. She yeah. doesn't give in too much to work with past like the the twenty minute mark, mm-hmm. but what she does have, she does a very good job with. Yeah. Um, it was unfortunate. Posthumous Oscar. She passed away in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy it got a little bit of recognition. It, it it's a it's a well enough made. Yeah, movie. and it was also nominated for outstanding writing in a special program for a drama original teleplay, and it was nominated primetime Emmy for outstanding achievement in film sound editing for a special. I feel like everything that's nominated for sound editing. I like click on a TV show that it's got like one person in the world has ever watched, and it's like nominated for five Emmys for best original sound editing. Yeah, I mean, and I, I can't speak to that, but yeah. It's like, the, it's like the the award the Emmys give everything that they couldn't nominate for something else. Right. Like, no, just, no disrespect to the sound artists who did, I'm sure, did a fine job. It's just a lot of different categories, too. But it is it's quite, the, uh, quite the category. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So, should, and we, should we wrap this up, Jeff? We'll wrap it up. What time are we at? We are at about an hour and ten. All right, we got to make this last another 50 minutes. Anyway, so this movie starts. <laughs> this movie minute. starts. Wait a minute. With, uh, uh, this movie starts. Uh, we're on a front lawn. <laughs> Diana Island and Robert Reed are hanging out. A doctor comes up to them. I'm not letting this take place. <laughs> no. I'm stopping the recording. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, folks. No, we're not done. We're not done. We're not done. We're I, got, not done. I got a little more to talk about. I got okay. a little more to talk about. Keep going. We just talked about the Emmy Award nomination stuff. We, we talked about the Emmy Award nominee. I mean, I wrote. Yeah, I just, I'm just trying to drag this on as long as possible. Why are you trying to drag this on? Because the the people gotta listen. Okay. Um, the film is in the public domain, <laughs> as we said. It is in the public domain. Yeah, I'm so loopy today. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little unhinged today. Um, Maybe our worst episode yet. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut up. No, I don't think no. it's our worst episode yet. I mean, out of three. Uh, if you guys think no. this was our worst episode, give us a like, comment, yeah, subscribe, if you, if you, and let us know. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I'm, I'm, of course, missing. I hope that, uh, you know, you folks had a good time listening to this episode. Let's talk about The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. <laughs> it's a movie. It exists. Uh, you should watch it. <laughs> it's for free. Uh, it's about an incel who's trapped inside during a essentially a global pandemic in his own life and he wants to fuck yeah if you want to be reminded of <laughs> how awful 2020 was watch the boy the watch plastic. the boy in the plastic bubble truly horrendous yeah uh thank you all for listening next week we'll have an episode on saturday night fever, fever. Yeah. a great movie that i actually have a lot to talk about i would love talking about this movie uh yes a uh, movie that we will not definitely not be talking about within the next 20 minutes um no no uh, it is at this, as a heads up to everyone, at the time of this recording, uh, which is January 27th of 2021. Yeah. It is not available for free on any streaming service. You do unfortunately have to rent or buy it. But just given anyone who's listening a heads up as to how they can watch these movies. Boy yeah. in the Plastic Bubble, as we said, is available for free online. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever, if you haven't watched it, it's worth the rental fee. Yeah. Um, Boy it's- in the Plastic Bubble, the superior film. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Jeff is kidding. He said he was kidding. I have it on record. I am falling apart. Uh, <laughs> Let's wrap this up, boy. <laughs> uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a like, a rating, a review. It genuinely does help, uh, and we really do appreciate it. 
Uh, you can find us on, at Travolting Pod on Twitter or Instagram for updates and fun stuff. Or if you want to cyberbully me. Uh, you can pop into our Reddit, r slash uh, Travolting, if you want a discussion about any of the movies we talked about or anything like. Uh, if you have any questions or comments you don't want in a public forum, you can email us, travoltingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, get your woes out that way. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney. Find Stu. I don't have Twitter. I just have an Instagram uh, at Stuart Elmore 95. Uh, at Stuart Elmore 96. Got it. Uh, and finally, special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design and Michael Van Bodegum Smith for our theme. Stuart's giving me the death hold, hold, hold eyes. Hold the right phone. Now. It's at Stuart Elmore 95, not 96. <laughs> Stuart is giving me the death eyes today. I need you to wrap this up. <laughs> uh, what if this episode lasted for another 30 minutes? Hey, we rented the studio space for three hours, and we're what running if... that up right now. The manager's going to kick us out pretty soon, so got to wrap things up. <laughs> From one space traveler to another, it's a real honor. The honor is mine. All right. Thanks. This everybody. is the Optimus cast. Uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> no, have a have a great uh, week, everyone. Hope to hope you tune in next week. Saturday Fever next week. Bye bye.